Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 278 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for sending your son to save us. Thank you for showing more of who you are through him as we read about his life and how he loved the people. Teach us more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 11. In verse 5, there are two verses referenced in Isaiah, and we see the Old and New Testaments collide once again. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus healing the sick, deaf, and blind. I encourage you to look up the two verses referenced in Isaiah and read them. It is powerful to see how his prophecy came true in the life of Jesus. Jesus reproves the cities that didn't believe in him, even though he did very mighty works in them. Their future does not look bright, according to Jesus. Then he thanks God for hiding his true identity from the educated and so-called wise men of the day. Instead, God revealed his son's identity to the unlearned. He says, Yes, Father, I praise you that such was your gracious will and good pleasure. We can be thankful he chose us to know him. Some of my favorite verses in the Bible are the last three verses here in chapter 11, where Jesus tells us to come to him, the overburdened, and he will give us rest. Verse 28 is amplified in my Bible and says, I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Let us take our rest in Jesus today and allow him to ease, relieve, and refresh our souls. Let's see what Paul is writing to Timothy in our last chapter in 1 Timothy today. Paul starts by telling Timothy that servants should serve as though it is honorable to do so because this honors God. They are not to be disrespectful to their masters, especially if they have believing masters. This may sound a bit tough as we don't agree with servitude any longer. However, we can look at our own positions through this lens and let everything we do be done unto the Lord. Some days complaining gets the best of me. When I complain, nothing seems to go right. But when I do the most menial tasks unto the Lord, my heart changes and I am happy to serve. Paul writes about seeking after riches. The love of money is the root of all evil. We can get off balance in the pursuit of finances. That doesn't mean God won't bless us with finances. It just means the pursuit of riches above all else can lead us down a path that does not lead us to the Lord. Verse 11 says, But as for you, O man of God, flee from all these things. Aim at and pursue righteousness, right standing with God and true goodness, godliness, which is the loving fear of God and being Christlike, faith, love, steadfastness, patience, and gentleness of heart. Paul encourages Timothy to pursue what's important and leave other things alone. He encourages Timothy to pursue spiritual riches, for they are eternal. Oh, this world tries to wrangle our soul in another direction, enticing it with endless possibilities. But the Lord desires our hearts, He desires our worship, and He desires a relationship with us. His word shows us how hard He tried to bend the Israelites' will to honor Him so He could reside with them. And just as He desires their hearts, He desires ours. In verse 12, Paul goes on to write, Fight the good fight of faith. Yes, we have to fight to stay connected to God. The enemy is always at work to thwart our ability to connect with our Maker. The deeper we understand this, the more aggressively we can stand up and fight against it. Let's cherish our right to have the Spirit of God living within us. Let's experience His presence and honor the gifts Jesus died to grant us, the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gift of eternal life in heaven. 
Finally, Paul encourages Timothy to guard his heart. Pay close attention to the last two verses in this chapter. Let's see what Isaiah is prophesying in chapter 65. God is speaking in this chapter, saying he desired that his people would seek him, but they didn't. He tried to reach for them, but they sought other things instead. They sacrificed to idols and would not turn their hearts to God. Verse 9 says he will raise up a remnant of the people from Judah. He will provide a place for the people who seek him. But to those who forsake the Lord, he will wipe them out. And then the Lord will create a new heaven and a new earth. And he will not remember the things of old. There will be gladness and rejoicing forever. He will create a new Jerusalem and the people will be filled with joy. There are many promises in the remaining verses. Take time and imagine what it will all be like when God's promises in this chapter come to pass. In chapter 66, God says he will look for the humble and those who have a broken or wounded spirit. He will look for those who worship and revere him. The hypocrites are an abomination to him, but for those who love him, he will bring comfort to them. Verse 12 says he will comfort us like a mother comforts her children. And one day all the nations will see glory and we will all continuously worship him. The 97th Psalm talks about God's greatness and how everything is in submission to him, even the mountains. Yes, our Lord is great. As we read about the battles the Lord wins, we can see everything in submission to him. Verse 7 says, Let all those be put to shame who serve graven images, who boast in idols. Fall prostrate before him, all you gods. It is rather easy to see the gods that people served and worshipped in the Old Testament, but not so easy to see our own. Verse 11 is very reassuring and says, Light is sown for the uncompromisingly righteous and strewn along their pathway, and joy for the upright in heart, the irrepressible joy which comes from consciousness of his favor and protection. God lights our path. He puts joy in our hearts, and he grants us favor and protection. We serve a mighty and gracious God. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for making a way for us to have rest through the gift of your Son. One day we will worship you and you alone. We worship you today, Father. Keep our hearts soft toward you and help us be obedient to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.